Your brain is a powerful tool, yet left to itself, it might make you feel like its tool, and that's not good. Today, we'll explore a part of the brain that's key to you feeling more in charge. Better yet, we'll look at what you can do to activate it in ways that create change. Episode 2 of the Brain and Beyond podcast, coming right up. Welcome to The Brain and Beyond, a podcast about neuroscience, mental balance, and hope for the future. I'm Ellen Petrie-Leance, a neuroscience educator and leadership coach who begins with the brain as I look to understand, navigate, and enjoy this adventure called life. If you're curious about neuroscience or want to find more satisfaction on your journey, you're at the right place. I promise to make learning about the brain interesting, enjoyable, actionable, and beyond. Hello, and welcome back to the Brain and Beyond podcast. This is episode two. And we're going to take a deep dive into a part of the brain many of us wish we could call upon more often, the prefrontal cortex, or PFC. I love sharing the PFC with real-life audiences because of a fun little introduction I call the PFC hug. Now, unless you're driving or otherwise operating heavy machinery, you can try it for yourself. Put your hands in the air, palms facing you, at about eye level. Now, interlock your fingers so your thumbs are pointing up, and rest your palms on your forehead. That's right, pinkies at about eyebrow level, heels of the hands on your temples. Thumbs up like horns. There, you're hugging your PFC. Oh, I wish we were on Zoom right now so I could see you. I'll paste a pic or two in this episode's resource page so you can see a few group PFC hugs. And if you haven't taken your hands down yet, Give those thumbs a wiggle and say thanks to your PFC, because it really deserves all the hugs and the thanks it can get. Why? Because it's charged with the big job of supporting your highest human cognitive functions, things unique to that part of the brain, and things no other mammal's PFC, and all mammals have their version of a PFC, is known to do. Now, I won't get into the specialness of the human PFC in any way that suggests it, or we, are better than other beings in the world around us. So when I talk about the amazing things our unique Homo sapiens PFCs can do, it will be in the context of what makes us fill our niche in the natural world in the same way that pilot whales and prairie dogs and even pandas fill their niche in theirs. So no dogma one way or another from me. Yet objectively, the human PFC does some pretty amazing things. The list often begins with things like reasoning, thoughtful consideration, comprehension, impulse awareness, and self-control, persistence, perseverance, what are often called executive functions. They're all activated in this area. When we deliberately slow our thoughts or actions down, when we focus, resist getting triggered, or when we say, Hmm. And mentally think through ideas, playing with variables? That's our PFC coming online for us. The concept of meta thinking, 
which means thinking about our thinking or paying attention to our thoughts, that too, based in the PFC. There's a great book about the brain, Your Brain at Work by Dr. David Rock. Dr. Rock talks about the PFC as the director, like the person who directs a theater production or stage play. The director's job is to tell the various actors and stagehands when to step in and do their thing, sometimes even how to do their job better. It's a good model for some key PFC functions, though not always, when we're stressed or scared or burdened by concern, or even when we're tired or hungry, other parts of the brain tend to grab that director's chair and take over the show. The general difference is about the gap between reactive and responsive thinking, kind of like what's been called thinking fast and thinking slow. The fast brain calls on established maps and routines, ones we've already habituated, efficient and well-worn paths, even if they're not the ones we want. Much of the time, though, that's exactly how we want to think, and even how we need to think. Yet the slower, more reflective, responsive mode of the PFC, becoming aware of and more connected to that can be a game changer. Let me give you an example of the two modes of thought so you can try for yourself. See if it lets you feel the difference. First, an easy question. What's 10 times 10? Maybe you were able to answer that without actually thinking. The answer came up without effort, and you had it fast. Now let's activate some other pathways. Think of a child, one that you love, someone maybe six or so years old. Or imagine someone you care about as a six-year-old, curious, bright-eyed, wanting to know more about the world. Now, imagine them wanting to solve 10 times 10 and coming to you for help. How would you help them understand how to do that? It's interesting. Sometimes I ask that very question at group gatherings, and people come up with very fast answers. They shoot their hands up into the air, saying, I'd put 100 pennies on the floor, or I'd draw lines on paper. Those are good answers, yet things get really interesting when the slow answers start coming up. They tend to be more creative, playful, unique, and and memorable, things that would spark real understanding and create a sweet moment of learning and fun. It's that slow word that suggests PFC activity. Yet, if you're like me, you probably feel that we live in a time and within a culture that seems less and less about anything slow, which is why it takes intention to activate the PFC. We're conditioned to think fast, to answer fast, and to feel there's something wrong with us if we need to slow down and think things over. Which is too bad, because when we move fast, we tend to miss out on a whole lot of what our brains are really good at, including the power of the PFC. Now, before we go any farther, I do want to paint a fuller picture of the PFC, because as I hinted at in episode one, The PFC is often not available when we want or even need it most. The PFC seems to be the part of the human brain that went through the most change, anatomically and functionally, during that crucible of transformation spanning a few million years that laid the foundation for anatomically modern humans. You know, folks like us. 
During that time, the development of that region gradually began to change our appearance, pushing our foreheads, well, forward, which is part of why we have such a different profile than even our closest primate relatives. Now, we may think of, say, a million years as a long time, yet by evolutionary standards, it's pretty meh. After all, the ergonomics of walking on two legs began more than five million years ago. Over that time, our ancestors slowly but surely refined the upright gait most of us use to get around today. So it's fair to say that the human prefrontal cortex is actually a relatively new concept in brain evolution. And as you might imagine, sometimes new releases, so to speak, ship with some bugs. One bug of the PFC is that it is energy inefficient. An adult brain, which makes up only three or so percent of an average human's body mass, uses about 20% of the body's energy. The PFC, which takes up about 10% of the brain's real estate, burns through about 20% of the fuel the entire brain uses. Efficiency in all kinds of design comes with time and iteration. And the relatively new PFC, as adept as it is in managing the types of thought that make us uniquely human, and that, well, helped make us uniquely human, isn't always the first brain region to raise its hand, so to speak, when most problem-solving scenarios come along. Why? Because the brain will, left to itself, optimize for efficiency and familiarity, rooting the way it thinks, decides, and acts along the well-worn paths that have, so far, served your survival. It will choose the hardwired way of doing things rather than the way we might, well, actually want to do, because it's pretty stingy when it comes to using glucose, its fuel. Yet, here's a truth you can count on. Your brain will do more of whatever it's doing right now. That's always true. When we react, running our usual routines, we make it easier for the brain to continue reacting, running our usual routines. When we practice being more intentional, more mindful, when we commit to a mindset that encourages curiosity, non-reactivity, or growth, we make it easier for our brain to reenact these intentions, that mindfulness, or those mindsets that point us to what we wish to embody, to become. It's not like flipping a switch. Wouldn't that be nice? Yet, intentional thoughts and the actions that express them activate circuitry in the brain, because everything activates circuitry in the brain, that make repeating and even habituating these intentions possible, even easy over time. I wish I could remember who it was that compared using the brain to sledding down a snowy hill. It's a great analogy. If you've ever been sledding, you know that the first sled to go down meets some resistance, The snow may be packed, and pushing the sled blades through it takes a bit of effort and ends up giving you a bumpy ride. The second sled to descend, though, well, it has an easier time, traveling through the beginnings of tracks. By the time 20 sleds have descended, the tracks or grooves are so well-worn that the sleds basically fly downhill. In fact, if you were in that 20th sled and wanted to change course or veer off in another direction, it would be hard the well-worn pathways would lock you in, like a brain does, which is why change can be so difficult. This leads to an important insight about intention 
and the PFC's role in helping us realize new mindsets, aspirations, habits, or thought. When we visualize a new intention, or journal it, or talk about it sincerely with a friend, we prime the PFC to pay more attention to that intention. We're recruiting from existing networks in ways that can increase the PFC's ability to hold that information and strengthen other networks that might be aligned. I mentioned mindsets, skill sets, and brain sets in the last episode. Maybe you're seeing how that model works. As you activate the PFC with an intention, the mindset, and practice the actions that reinforce that mindset, the skill sets, you begin to literally change the networks that form your brain's understanding of the job it needs to do. This practice also increases gray matter in the PFC, and that's a good thing. Using your prefrontal cortex intentionally causes it to fire and wire in ways that, with time, actually make it easier for you to shift mental gears and engage the types of thought that align you more with your intentions. The new brain sets become a new baseline, one you can build on again and again in ways that bring deep satisfaction. There are two secrets to doing this. The first is setting an intention and literally keeping it in mind as you activate your mindset through skill sets that, well, you know by now, update brain sets. The second is slowing down. This is the power of a pause, a breath, even one, a moment to simply sense the difference between the conditioned reactions and the appropriate response, at least sometimes, even for a moment. Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, an amazing neuroscientist and breakthrough researcher and an expert on the psychology of emotion, talks about how emotions are selected, maybe you heard the air quotes around that word, selected by the brain based on established neurocircuitry. As the emotional centers of the brain receive incoming information, they vote on, air quotes again, what meaning to make of that information based on the size, strength, and span of the networks that are associated with similar information. In other words, the brain matches incoming information to what it's experienced in the past, and it determines, based only on that, how you should respond to that new incoming thing. Then it assigns, so to speak, a positive, negative, fearful, happy, angry, or other emotional tag, air quotes, that dictates your reaction or response. In short, it's simply neurocircuitry. The reaction with the most associations wins. Now, I have no evidence for what I'm about to suggest, and I've never seen a research study about it, and I don't even know what kind of test or measure could validate it except maybe common sense. It may be that simple. Planting a mindset or intention in the PFC activates networks in that region. Maybe, especially if given a moment, a short pause, that activity shifts the vote, so to speak, inviting a different path than the brain's reactive decision would make. A new response arises, one that activates a positive emotional tag, and adds one more step to that firing and wiring that leads to change. There's a study by the National Institute of Health, 
that shows that extreme exercise, the type that leaves you sweating and panting for breath, is good for the PFC because it forces more oxygen into the bloodstream and thus carries more to the PFC. I read that and thought, hey, awesome, but couldn't we just breathe? And that actually is another powerful way to invite the PFC online. After all, oxygen and glucose travel together through the bloodstream. So a breath, even one intentional breath, invites your huggable, wholly human, highest cognitive processing brain region, the PFC, to come online and help you show up as you want to. There is plenty of research that shows how people with well-developed PFCs, which are often the result of intentional mental practices, tend to have more favorable results in academic and life pursuits. So knowing about it is a first step toward paying attention to it, and even to activating it to find more satisfaction and mental balance in your life. Now, by the way, there are conditions that make the PFC harder to access and can even take it pretty much offline, short-term or long. That's important to remember, and we'll explore it more ahead. Do keep in mind, though, that PFCs work best when their owners feel safe, psychologically, physically, and socially. Also when they're not hungry, or hangry, obviously, or sleep-deprived. Exercise helps, too, probably because of that oxygen thing, yet likely also for other reasons. Yet, Even conditions like long-term stress or trauma seem to become less of a PFC blocker with small practices, intentional mindsets, and a teaser for our next episode, mindfulness and meditation practices. That was a lot of information. I'm wondering if it was too much information. After all, I've been learning about the PFC for years, and wow, I just downloaded a lot of what I've learned in 20-something minutes. Although, that might be my PFC working. It's watching out for me, as the brain always does, reminding me to stay aligned with my intention to make neuroscience easy to understand, actionable, and encouraging for anyone who wants to learn about it. I'd love feedback on anything I could explain more clearly or do better. I'll share my email address, as I say, till next time, in only a moment. For now, though, simply pause. Take a deep breath. Let it out slowly. Bring to your mind's eye a sense of your PFC coming online, ready to support your intentions and dreams. Whether with your hands or simply with your thoughts, give it a hug. You're going to do great things together. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Brain and Beyond podcast. I absolutely love how listeners like you are learning about the brain and activating more well-being, confidence, balance, and hope through what's shared here. Be sure to visit www.thebrainandbeyond.com to explore your favorite episode. I share all kinds of good things to spark curiosity and nourish your brain. And subscribe on your favorite listening platform so you never miss a show. If you like what you're finding here, share it. Maybe there's someone in your life who could use a boost or a new perspective. And if you have suggestions, email me through the Brain and Beyond website or at ellen 
at thebrainandbeyond.com. Our beautiful theme song, Land Where I Belong, is performed by Lucia Lilikoy. Learn more about her on the Brain and Beyond website, where you can listen to the whole song. I'm Ellen Petrie-Leanson. Until next time, I send good thoughts to you, your brain, and beyond. sing for